soy Jennifer de Google Paranormal. Estás oyendo Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all episodes. Also, please look for our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bigfoot Club One. That's Bigfoot Club Number One. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube. Check out our new sponsor for your Bigfoot size coffee cravings. Visit CBGIndustries.store. They have over forty products to choose from. When you enter promo code First Sip, you will receive a discount on your first order. Remember, every moment has its flavor. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 5, Episode 15. Hey, uh, I'm here with my nephew, Steven. What's up? What's going on, man? Uh, not much, you know. Typical, typical, you already know. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's. Uh, I would just say this. It's been. Uh, it's been a really pretty rough month of August for us. Um, we just had um, <clears throat> just recently on August thirtieth, Bigfoot Club's um, own uh, Tim Clay passed away mm-hmm. in his home on August the thirtieth. And Tim's a really good friend of mine. Um, the guy I met with the TBRC back in the early two thousands, and he was actually on. Season two of this episode on episode six, season two, and episode 41 of season two. So he was actually on twice Mm -hmm. in one season. Um, We were, we were kind of expecting this, but um, still it doesn't make it any better. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a really good dude, really good friend, really good researcher. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll let you talk. So Uh, it's just. Many, those who know me personally, I, I, they know that I'm not, I'm not a big fan of August. It's it's my birthday month, and I, I don't I don't like my birthday. So um, I try to make the best of it. I try to be at peace with it. But it, it those you know we lost a Clifton uh, on August 9th, and then we we lost Tim on August 30th, and. Uh, yeah, just those little things right there, like those those big losses there, are just constant reminders of why I'm not a fan of August. So hopefully, we can get past it and kind of help each other grieve, and then you know help us get on yeah. to the next day. Um, what but, what what kind of stories do you remember about Tim, or what kind of interactions do you remember about they, him? They were always positive. He he felt like a uh, like an extra uncle that I had. Uh, most of the people that that you were best friends with in that group were like uncles. Yeah, you know, you know Ken, the marvelous Marv, uh, Matt Matt Knapp, um, you know, and Tim. Luke, Tim, Luke, Luke, and um, but yeah, with with uh, Tim, it was uh, uh, it was it was just good memories. He he knew how to he knew how to make uh, make a person laugh. He just knew how to, and he when you look at him and talk to him, he's very like calm, 
calm, collected. Yeah, and, he, um, he, he didn't get rattled too much. Yeah, he didn't get rattled too much. He'd be like, you know, if you were yelling at him, he'd be like, okay, you know, and uh, and he'll just try to work it out. But he just knew when to throw in those ringers of like dad jokes and or you know try to <laughs> funny. And then you you know this too. He has he had he had a damn good memory. He had a very analytical mind. Yeah, so. you know, and he used to always. Uh, what made me laugh is what your, you know, impression of him, like, or leading to an impression of him, uh, saying like, God dang, Tim, you like, you got a damn good memory. Like, I was like, you know, smoking like two thirds of a cigarette, and uh, you know, it was it was an autumn. It was an autumn. The yeah. the barometer was at you know three point four. <laughs> yeah, and you know he just he and then he would be like no. Like if you were telling a story, he goes, "Oh, Bob, no, I think that was a, I think, I think that happened in the nighttime. I didn't think it happened in the morning." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was a good dude. But he had a lot of good stories. He was also a huge Star Wars fan, and he would like rag us if we didn't know anything, like uh, whatever Dave Filoni knew. You know, <laughs> he would rag us he, like pretty hard he, on us. He, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, he quoted us as, or. He said, You're, you guys are just casual fans. You guys don't know anything about the deep cuts of Star Wars, the backstories, the origins. And I'm all like, yeah. whoa. Um, but yeah, Tim Tim, yeah. Tim was a great dude. And, uh, you know, the Bigfoot Club suffered another uh, loss. And uh, those who knew him or those that uh, didn't know him would like to know him and you know, listen to those episodes of season two. Uh, I believe you said episode six. Episode six, season two, and episode forty-one on season two. Listen to those episodes, and you hear. Uh, that's why I was saying not too long ago, a couple episodes uh, episodes ago, where it's great to have our voices on this platform, mm-hmm. and you know, because you never know when that person's going to be gone, and. You know, the worst thing about losing, like, you know, people uh, like my mom and all that stuff, you know, it's it's as the days, years go by, it, it it's sad because you kind of, you know, don't remember their voice. That's the saddest part. You can remember everything, everything else to the slightest detail, a good memories, bad memories, you know. Yeah. But it's, it, as you get older, you, you kind of, you know. You lose you, you, you lose the you lose the memory of their voices, like I hate to put you on the spot, but do you, do you remember how Theo Victor sound? Uh, I have an idea. <laughs> I have you an idea. See, you yeah. have an idea, right? Yeah. But you don't have that. You can't go back to it and be like, oh yeah, that's Theo Victor. Yeah, yeah that's Theo Victor. I, I I remember like some of the phrases he said, but mm-hmm. I, maybe not his his tone. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't recollect, but um, but yeah, um. I don't know. It's just it's just really really tough to lose him. He's I, I feel really bad, and I know I'm probably saying this, probably shouldn't, but um, I didn't I didn't get a chance to get to say goodbye to him. I didn't see him before he left, and uh, the last time I talked to him was um, 2021. Like it was like right after you were getting better. Right? Yeah, it was right after <laughs> I was getting better. Um, he because he visited me in the hospital a lot, so mm-hmm. called me a lot, and he was like one of my people like you and everybody else that was encouraging me. He was one of the voices that encouraged me so much to, you know, to get up and get going and, you know, get moving. And, oh man, I'm just going to, I'm going to miss that dude a lot. He's, he was my, he was my inner click. It was like me, Luke, Ken Marvel, Boudreaux, Tim Clay, 
San, you know, Mike Sells. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were my, you know, Mike's not here no more. And, uh, now, you know, Tim's not. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, I haven't heard any news on his funeral, but anything like that. But, um, as soon as I do it, I'll probably not post it, but I'll probably tell, you know, everybody else that, that needs to know about it. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if his wife ever listened to, Bigfoot Club, I don't know if um, his son. Seth, um, yeah, Seth, I don't know. Uh, but if they, um, like, if they weren't able to know that they can hear hear his voice. Yeah. If they ever feel in the dark and, uh, you know, because it's, it's, grieving is hard. And, you know, sometimes you just want to hear their voice yeah. one more time. Yeah, so. that's that's good. That's reassuring, and we should probably let them know about that too. So, mm-hmm. but who knows? Maybe they're listening already. So I don't know. I hope so. If they are, go to episode uh, six, six and forty one and forty one of season, season two. two. Yeah, and he is on there. You were you were you were on forty one, right? I think I was on forty one. I don't think I was on six. Yeah, it was six was uh, me, Ash, and um, Collops. Mm-hmm. So. And then I think by the time we got to forty one, it was me, it was me, Ash, and you mm-hmm. and him. Because I think he came over on forty one. I think. Yeah, and uh, he, I think so. And he, yeah, he cooked for us. I think, or he brought some tacos or something. He made, Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was six. He did that. I think it was six. Yeah, he br- he brought like chorizo tacos. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you were you were saying, oh yeah, you missed it. You know, he made some really good. Burger. I go what. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, sorry, man. Yeah. We, we, we talked about the Mandalorian on 41. Yeah. We talked a lot of Star Wars on that yeah, one. Yeah. You know, sorry for not talking about Bigfoot, but you know, hey, we're. Yeah. Sorry for the podcast that are posted uh, memes about me, <laughs> but not talking about Bigfoot. I, I wasn't going to say that like, that far, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, um, well, today we got, uh, we haven't, I haven't called him yet, but, um, we got a, a guy, John Burton, that had an amazing story. So I'm going to text him right now to let him know we're going to call him. You're- you hear that? Mm-hmm. Hello? Hey, John. It's Robert Dominguez with Big hey. Foot Club. Yeah, man. How are you? Well, I'm just a little bit tired. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. We just um, we just put my nephew Stephen is on. Also, say hi, Stephen. Hello. So, um, okay, John, uh, if you don't mind, um, kind of just tell us a little bit background about you, and you know how you got into Bigfoot. Before we talk about the story, well, in nineteen sixty seven. I saw a, a ad on TV on the news about they filmed Bigfoot at Bluff Creek, California, Northern California. And I got an interest in it. I was 17 at the time. And then I found out that you could join Patterson Bigfoot Club, so I did. They sent me a card and a five to seven picture of the Bigfoot. That was the first time I ever got interested in it. And then as time went on, I didn't think much about it. Uh, years and years went by. I got married and had children and all that stuff. And then 
I had heard uh, some different stories around here. I was at a hunting camp one night, and a friend of mine said there was a thing called the booger. Mm-hmm. And there's a place here called Booger Holler, close by where I live. And it turned out to be a Bigfoot that they seen over there. And then we had an instance at Fox Creek with two hunters a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago. They seen a, a Bigfoot cross the river down there with his hands up in there, walking like a monkey or something. And then that's uh, other than uh, living in the Bankhead National Forest for 12 years, uh, Heard all kind of things up there, but I didn't. I never saw a Bigfoot or anything. But that's pretty much it up until three years ago up in North Carolina. Okay, you want to you want to talk about that? How you how you came to go up there and um, had this had this incident? Yes, uh, we've been taking vacations up there every year in Smoky Mountains and. I had rented a cabin up at Whittier, North Carolina. It's southeast of uh, Bryson City and kind of northeast of Franklin, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. But the only cabin I could get was right on top of a mountain. It's real, you just about had to have a four-wheel drive to get to it. So I rented it, and uh, it had been raining. But we we got up the mountain and got to the cabin, got settled in. This is on Friday. After we got unloaded everything, we decided to go out and tour around, see what was going on in the park, and maybe go look at some elk or something. So we left. And we stayed out all day long and got in kind of late, probably about 10 o'clock, 9.30, something like that. Anyway, we were hungry, and... She wanted to fix us something to eat, so she went in the kitchen and started cooking us something. I decided to get me a shower, so I went ahead and got me a shower. When I come out, we ate supper, and then she said, I'm going to get me a shower. And then she went and got her shower, and I sat down and cut the TV on. was watching a little bit of TV when she got out of the shower, and then she said, well, I need to go finish up in the kitchen. So she went in the kitchen of the cabin, and started cleaning up around the sink and she heard something out on the porch and she kind of notions me come over over there where she was at by the window and we got talking about it and I looked out the window and didn't see nothing then we heard something fall over out on the porch so I said uh oh we got a varmint or a deer or a bear or something out here mm-hmm. so I we just uh Came on toward the, the, the living room there, close to where the bed was, and then we heard the floor cracking out on the porch. And then I got a little scared, and she did too, and I went over by the bed, and I had my thirty eight pistol and my phone on the, on the lampstand. But while we were standing there, this thing come by the window, and it was really huge, enormous shoulders. Uh, you could barely see the head. It had bigger wires. It was jet black. And there was a lamp on the pole outside, a nightlight. It's the reason I could see it real good. 
and it, I started to reach down and get my phone to make a picture of it. Then uh, my gut said, no, get the 38 mm-hmm. the pistol. So I picked the pistol up. And while we were standing there, he just went right on by the window and turned and looked for a second. It made a grunt. And then we were scared the rest of the night, barred the doors up with chairs, cut every light on in there. And uh, we was expecting to hear something. We didn't, we didn't hear anything else the rest of the night. I guess it went on up in the woods. But the next morning, we packed everything up, and I went outside and looked around. The cabin was sitting on a rocky knob. It was all kind of rock outcroppings, and it had rained. And, of course, leaves were everywhere. It was in the fall of the year. And I couldn't find any tracks. But I did see where it knocked over a big old flower vase. Flower vase was about three foot tall. But anyway, I put the key in the return box and we left and went somewhere else. Hmm. And that was a pretty bad experience for us. And it, it wasn't, I wouldn't care if I ever never seen another one, to tell you the truth. Um, that's pretty interesting. Now, when, when you, when your wife first heard it on the porch, was it, was this like a wooden porch that had like, it was creaking as it was walking or you could just hear it. You can hear the foot, like the footsteps on it. Yeah. She heard something on the porch. Couldn't really tell what it was at the time. It was the porch has, you know, had a wooden floor across it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's pretty good size porch. Porch is about 10 foot tall. The ceiling in it. Pretty good size little cabin, but we, we heard it coming on down the porch. That's when we went in there by the window by the lamp stand and uh i don't know it's just a scary night so was there any other like like cabins or campground people there that night as well or was just you and your wife that was pretty much it it was just me and my my girlfriend not my wife oh Uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry this this is a real this is a really remote cabin okay um, always up in the woods. So you were also saying that you saw it on you saw it on the window, right? Was the the was the window open? Did it have blinds or have like a, a like a shaded kind of draw where you could see like a silhouette or something? Or how did how did you see it? I could I could actually see it because the the, the blinds were up, up and the curtains were pulled back and the night light was shining right on the porch. So I got a pretty good look at it. What um. What a color! You said it was jet black, right? Jet black. It was as far as I could tell. It was jet black, and the hair looked kind of long on it. Um, did you see like a facial features or the size of it, like the shape of its head? The face looked flat when it turned towards us. Of course, it went out of the light when it turned towards us. I didn't get a good look at its face, but when it turned back, the face was flat. There wasn't no nose sticking out or anything like that. Wow. Didn't have a huge nose anything and so at this time you kind of said you got instead of grabbing your phone you grabbed the 38 do you think it saw you grabbed its 38 and it was like okay i'm gonna leave and it grunted and like turned away and then walked away i'm not really sure it could see through the window but uh i got scared i i looked i had a picture of it but that was secondary to my mind at that time i was scared Steven, you got anything to add on? No, I was just going to say that I think, <clears throat> like what you said about the 
the grunting, like obviously when you see something like that, it doesn't matter. Like it, yeah. it's, you're going to feel some type of, what is that? Uh, your, your instinct is, is you don't know what it is. And it's like fear. Mm-hmm. So him, yeah, you, 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 you go to, you go into self-protection mode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, go yeah. into you, yeah, Absolutely. You know, whether it be, you know, that, or if you see a lion or a bear or something like that, you're automatically in protection mode. So I think, you know, this type of, you know, whatever you saw felt that, I guess it felt your fear. Mm -hmm. And then it, you know, you went into protection mode, you grabbed your, was it a 38? Yeah, 38 pistol. So, um, that would have just pissed it off. Yeah, that would have. Definitely pissed it off, but it felt, and that's probably why it grunted. Like, mm, okay, like I guess it's it, this is my cue to leave too. So I, I kind of thought, and I was talking, John. I, I know we we talked off show before because you reached out to me on Messenger before this, and we talked off show about I had felt that this Bigfoot was looking for some food or some scraps or whatever. Uh, I kind of thought because I think uh, you know it just happened to appear right after you guys eaten, you know, cooked and eat dinner. Do you mind ask? Can I can I ask what exactly did y'all eat, or do you recall? Do what now? Do you do you recall what exactly you you guys made to eat that evening? It was bacon and eggs. Oh yeah, I would have came to that too. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah, yeah that <laughs> that bacon and eggs can that that smell can travel pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm willing to bet, John. Yeah, it, it probably smelled this and trying to. Try to find some scraps for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no telling how many times it's come around that cabin, you know, looking for stuff. Because it's trash cans right outside by the, it had a sauna with it. And uh, the trash can was just right out there at the edge of the woods. I don't know what was in it. I didn't even look. They're supposed to get all trash up before another occupant comes in. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have a sense on how tall this thing was? Well, the porch is about 10 foot ceiling in the porch. Mm-hmm. And when it come by the window, I seen its elbows and its arm and part of its shoulder. But when it stooped down, it, it stooped down to look in the window. So that's how tall it was. And the window's about, I would say the ceiling of the window is at least six foot. So I would probably think it's probably like eight foot, maybe seven, eight foot. Mm-hmm. That at is, least over, over seven foot, yeah. over seven foot. Yeah. Did, did you have an idea that this was a male? I know it's going to be, a, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was a male or a female? I, I'm not really sure. I didn't get any kind of, uh, I, I didn't get that good of a look at it. Mm-hmm. I just know it was big. Okay. I, I didn't see any breast on it. Right, mm-hmm. but it could have been so dark I couldn't tell because you know when it turned, everything went black. It just you know it was just a big black thing standing there. When it turned toward the window because it was facing away from the light on the pole. Mm. Did you did you happen like prior to you guys getting settled in the cabin and then afterwards after this incident? Did you ever hear any any um? cries or howls or tree knocks at all? Nothing like that. Uh, it's okay. just a surprise visit, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to bet that this thing was watching y'all. Y'all showed up and probably watching you guys whenever you guys left. So I wouldn't doubt if it came yeah. around, it came around after you guys left and tried to find what was in the cabin or something like that. Yeah, I was just probably just looking for food. That's that is my guess to it. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't care what anybody says. Like that's that's a. That's a, a scary situation. You're like you don't know what to do. Yeah, you, you don't feel comfortable sleeping. You know all that stuff. It's just it's all. It puts you in that uncomfort zone. You know, and I, I don't blame y'all for like you know. You, you said y'all leave. Y'all left the next day. The next morning after I checked around, I we didn't get any sleep. Maybe thirty minutes. Uh, you know, dozed off just yeah. out of uh, fatigue. I guess. Hmm. Because you said that was east of Bryson City, right? Southeast, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's uh, north, kind of northeast of Franklin. Okay. That's Wayne County. And I was talking to you off show. There's, there's at least been like four incidents reported. So there's probably like a lot more that probably haven't been reported. So there was an incident in January 2020. Uh, Smoky Mountains uh, observed a Bigfoot along the Little uh, Tennessee River. There was one in 2015. Uh, vocalization um, blamed on night, no, relentless night and possibly vocalization of a remote mountain cabin near Bryson City. Wow. That's odd. <laughs> there was, I just read that, so I, I didn't even read that before when I was talking to you, John. Uh, there was one in... Uh, January the 5th, 1998, a long trail of 13-inch long human-like footprints found deep in the snow and a rough terrain. There was a summer of 1975, hikers find out a footprint in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So there are there are multiple. So, it, like, if you get four, there's probably, like, ten that's not reported. And, you know, they're probably running all over that's the Smoky National Park, right? That area there, John. Yeah, it, it's not in the park, but it's just, it's not but about I would say forty minutes from the from the park entrance over that Cherokee. Now, John, I'm going to ask you a question, and, and if um, th- this bothers you or whatever, I can take it out. I can delete it later. But uh, have you had any night terrors with this, or your girlfriend had any night terrors, and uh, result of this incident? Well, I for a while I looked out my windows a lot at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had uh, I hadn't had any bad dreams or anything, but I, I just I've had some issues thinking about what I could have done. Uh, mm-hmm. We were so far away from away from you know people. I mean, you had to go all the way down the mountain to get to the paved road. So I mean, it was a long, be a long walk to get out of there. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it, it's the wood is the woods are so thick. I don't a helicopter couldn't even got in there. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, no, that's not you know. Yeah, yeah. we Stephen and I uh, we go to the Kimichi Mountains in uh, southeast Oklahoma, and it's a pretty rural area. And once you get in, once you get in off the the paved road, like just like your story, it's like it's a rocky terrain, and that it's really thick up there. I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think any helicopter could get in there either. So, yeah. 
So yeah, we I totally I totally understand that completely. So um Well, I'm not I'm not one to scare easy. I was raised up hunting with dogs, coon hunting, deer hunting, rabbit hunting. Uh, here in Alabama we hunt all the time and I'm still an avid hunter and fisherman and an outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. Also a mountain man, I make my own clothes, shoot flint locks, so it takes quite a bit to scare me being in the woods all the time and that that pretty much shook me up. Yeah, that's yeah. uh it's it's funny how like, you know, the situations like that, like uh it's it's you'd be surprised how many like, you know, we come across or hear stories about that. Like, yeah. you know, like like, you know, I I've been in the woods a lot, I've hunted a lot. I've never seen this thing before in my entire life. And it just takes that one incident where you're just like, whoa, like, yeah, it's, it's scary. It, 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 there's no doubt about it. John, there, it's, it's scary. John, there was a gentleman we interviewed a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be a wrestler and um, he wrestled Andre the giant. And he said, when he saw this thing, it was, it was two Andre the giants shoulder to shoulder. And he says, he's never seen anything that big move so fast. And it moves so fast. It looked like, it looked like it was floating. That's what he said. And he had night terrors. And I think I talked to him like for three years straight. You know, we talked about it all the time. And he doesn't have him anymore. And but uh, he was he was terrified. He thought this thing was gonna was gonna kill him. And I told him, I go, John, if, if it was gonna kill it, if it was gonna kill you, it would have done it. But it was it was just trying to push you out of the area. And so this one, what you're the story that you're telling me, it just sounds like he was looking for scraps. And and if and if they felt any resistance, he left, and he not you know, probably got pissed off and knocked over that that plant. You said you know knocked it over and just walked off and said, "I'll look at another cabin, probably." So mm-hmm. that's that's what that's my thinking. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I said that's what I thought. I did get a yeah. real almost spiritual type feeling when it come by the window. I don't know. It's just like a it's an energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my adrenaline started flowing real strong or something. I don't know how to explain it. Did you did you feel lightheaded or mm. nauseated at all whenever you had this incident at all? No. I just had a weird feeling like I was being energized or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, know if the fear caused that or what. Yeah, because like so – the theory on this, and, I, and I'm, you know, because, I, 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 you know, the background I had, John, is I've been a researcher for 20 years for Bigfoot, and I was a researcher for the paranormal for like 10. And so I used to research, uh, you know, in the paranormal, and whenever ghosts would manifest, it, it's called EMF. And if the body gets, you know, bombarded by EMF, you know, it causes nausea, you know. Um, dizziness, lightheadedness. Dizziness, light, lightheadedness, uh, stuff like that. And so I've interviewed so many people in Bigfoot that claim that, you know, the theory is that Bigfoot gives off uh, infrasound, which is similar to EMF. And so whenever a Bigfoot feels threatened or harmed, it it emits this this silent scream or energy. And it it can can uh, immobilize like uh, a deer or something or a raccoon, and then it'll make it easy for them to strike and get it. So um, whenever it, it runs into a human, the theory is that it emits this this energy and it's not, you know, you can't see it, you can't taste it, you can't, you know, you can only measure it with a, you know, like an EMF reader. 
So that was, I was asking you, had you felt that? Because, you know, it may have been, you know, it may, it may have felt threatened and then emitted this energy and then left. So that's the reason why I was asking that question. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I felt was the energy. I, I know my adrenaline was running real high because I was scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than just an extremely bad, scary feeling, I mean, it was just like a, I don't know, like a nightmare happening in real life. Or something I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. And I'm assuming your 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 girlfriend felt the same way. Or if not, she, she did. She's worse than me. Yeah. If not, I was about to say, if not worse. So do you, do you still talk to her, this lady or no? Well, uh, I went through open heart surgery two years ago and, uh, we kind of quit seeing each other, but I mean, I've, I've been friends with her since high school. We, we're still good friends. I'm just not dating her anymore. Right. We're not, we're not in a relationship anymore. Okay. Has she, have you talked to anybody else about this story or at all? Yeah. The guy from, uh, the Blue Ridge Bigfoot people, they call me. Okay. Are they, are they, are they pretty good people? Do you know him? I don't think I do. I I think I've I've heard of the name. Yeah. They're, they're real good people. Okay. Good. They're real good. He, He didn't, uh, put it on, uh, radio show or nothing like that. He just wanted to talk to him about it. Yeah. Well, if you ever need to talk about it again, John, we're always available to talk to you again about it and we don't have to record it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be on the podcast. I'll, if you want to talk about it again, we can always talk about it. I'm always available to talk to anybody regarding, you know, this creature and, and how the incident occurs and stuff like that. So I, I like to help people. That's just one of the things I do. So if you want to, Sure. I don't mind sharing. I yeah. don't mind you sharing anything I see. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, we were we were talking off show, and you had mentioning you had mentioned Todd Standing. So I wanted to pick your brain about that. Could you could you tell us a little bit how you got involved with Todd Standing? Oh yeah, uh, I've got friends right here that were are involved with Bigfoot research. One of them is my cousin. And he told me that Todd Standing was coming to this area. And I had a lady friend that he was going to stay with, her and her husband. And uh, I contacted them, and she told me to come over, and I met Todd Standing. And we went to – he wanted to know where some good areas were to go do some filming at for a documentary. So – he followed me up to the mountains. I go at a place called Rebecca Mountain and Horn Mountain. And it's a uh, Holland's wildlife reserves in that same area. So I took him up there and we got out. He done some videoing and we talked and talked, walked up a few trails and spent a day up there. Okay. So you were like almost like a guide for him. Yep. Yeah, he, I didn't get any money out of it, but I was kind of like a guy. <laughs> but, um, he, he's an interesting guy now. Uh, I don't really know how to uh, – uh, he was real nice to me. That's about all I got said about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about him too. Um, 
the Bigfoot world, you know, most of the Bigfoot community that I can't, I can't talk highly of, uh, John, it's just a lot of the, the Bigfoot community do not, does not like Todd standing. And, uh, they they just think he I don't know that he's an ho- uh, like a hoax artist I I don't know I mean I don't know enough of the guy to to criticize him I mean I'm sure he does what he you know he I'm sure he he's pretty passionate about trying to find Bigfoot and I know he did some uh, discovery shows he did something with uh, Les Stroud and he had his own show for a little bit and he had some interesting photos of Bigfoots that to this day still gets criticized immensely I know. We did a show on it, and we talked about it, his photos and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'm I'm at that point where I'm trying not to judge anybody too much anymore. I mean, I try to see what the evidence they have and then just try to, you know, give my, my best, you know, opinion about it. And But uh, I'm sure he's a, he's a great guy. So, but I, I wanted to thank you for sharing that with us completely. Well, you're welcome. Like I say, he was nice to me, so I can't say nothing bad about him. I don't know about his personal life or nothing, but mm. the time I spent with him, he was a real nice guy. Yeah. Um, did Did you talk to him about your story and stuff like that, or? Uh, I think this was before. Okay. Okay. That's right. The That's- North Carolina. That's right, because that was, what, three years ago? Okay, all right. And you met Todd Sanning and when, you know, what year did you meet him in? Let's see, 21. It had to be around 21 or 20. Okay. All right. Um, when he come to Alabama. Uh, uh, John, I was going to ask. Um, you, you've been in, in the woods recently, right? Well, I try to go every week. I go on private land and I hunt and stuff, hunt deer. Uh, turkey season's fixing to come in and deer season too. So I was going to ask since, since this incident, do you, do you always keep your head on the swivel now? Like when, especially when you're in the woods, like you, you have like, I guess you have a keen eye of. Not, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're hoping I don't want to see this again, you know, and, and but do you always like, is there that, that moment in time when you go in the woods, like, you know, I hope I don't see this again, or, you know, you're just looking around, like, do you, do you ever feel that way ever since you went back or, or go into the woods after that incident? If, if I go in the woods now, somebody's going to be with me. I, I refuse to go by myself. Ah, okay. The buddy system. That's, that's all. That that's, is that's smart. That is smart. That is always good because <laughs> it's always good to verify. Like you see that, like verifying that what you see is what they're seeing. So no, that that is that is perfect. John, you have any questions for us at all, or? I, I'm kind of, I've got some Cherokee in me, native blood. I kind of lean toward the spiritual uh, part of the Bigfoot. I think it's got a sense that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what you thought of that. You know, I, I'm I'm totally on board with that because actually I've, whenever I first started in Bigfoot in 99, 2000, I was with a group called uh, the Texas Bigfoot Research Center. And they thought they had, we had teachings in that group of this was a, 
flesh and blood ape like primate. And then whenever I left the group in 2002, uh, I had, I took my nephew Steven with me on the field and stuff. We would like, in, you know, interview different people. Cause like whenever you're with a group, you kind of, you kind of get limited on who you can talk to and who you can't. And so I've talked to like Caddo, I've talked to uh Choctaw, um, elders and stuff. And, you know, we've gone up to Oklahoma and East Texas and stuff. And they always, all of them, they always believe that this animal is like, like spiritual as well. And they always tell me like, I, I've, I've had native of, of affairs officials, like police officers tell me that, that the white man's never going to find this animal because, you know, it could turn itself into, you know, a raccoon or a moose or an elk or a deer or whatever, or a falcon. And so I kind of believe that because like I, like I said before, I, I was in Bigfoot for a while and I was in the paranormal. So a lot of the stuff that I've done in the field, John, and Stephen can, you know, can speak with me is that we've, we've encountered like a lot of different things in the woods that are not Bigfoot and I can't put my finger on it or I can't explain it. Why we see these certain things or, you know, these mists or these, you know, I, I wouldn't say portals, but I just energies that this shouldn't be in the woods, you know, cause we have gauges like EMF gauges and there's like no energy in the woods. There shouldn't be like any light poles, any, you know, uh, power boxes or anything like that. And then we would get energies like in the woods and we can't explain why. So, um, I, I have to agree with you on that. So I know it's a long answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I have to, Steven, you want to add anything to it? No, I'm going to piggyback on what you said and just, uh, Say yeah, it's it's we're, <laughs> seeing it or hearing it is one thing. Hearing hearing something that's unexplainable and you're like, oh, it's got to be a bigfoot, or I don't even know what that is. Seeing it, kind of like what you what you saw was probably once in a lifetime thing because mm-hmm. you're seeing it, yeah. Um, being confronted by it, that's another thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't. I, I don't think we're ever going to catch or we're ever going to actually physically catch one. And why, yeah. why would you? Right. You that's it's just not humane, but I know a lot of people um higher up or there's a group of individuals, I won't say who, but that believe kill one and then you know dissect it or get get to know it so yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a religion. I think yeah, it is a, a spiritual thing. Yeah, I mean, because John, I can just tell you, Steve and I, we haven't seen one, but we've had, we've we've got yelled at in the woods, we've got you know whistled at, we've got rocks thrown at us, you know, branches thrown at us and stuff. Tree, tree knocks, tree knocks, howls, howls grunts. And, and it wasn't a bigfoot. We don't know, but it, it was yeah. definitely certain. Uh, it was it was a, a intelligent thing that was responding whenever we did tree knocks or yell or something like that. So it, it we've never had. And we always tell, ask each other too, like, what would you do if, if you yeah. saw one? Well, I like to think that I would be able to, yeah. you know, but just seeing, seeing it is a totally different thing. John, if you don't mind me asking, what, what county yeah. are you in, in, in Alabama? Calapusa County. What was it again? I'm sorry. It's between Calapusa County. It's between Auburn and Birmingham, close to Chihau Mountain. You said Tele, Telepusa? Okay. It's an Indian name, yeah, Talapusa. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's only like, there's only been one sighting there, and that was in, 
That was in 67. Uh, we're told of cold case, daylight observation outside Alexander City. <clears throat> I'm looking at the BFRO website. They usually have the best database on, you know, current and old sightings and stuff. And, um, but, you know, there's, there's like, there's tons of woods in your area, right? Yeah, huge wooded, a lot of woods. So I'm I'm sure there's surrounding. I go counties. to I go to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I go to Coosa County a lot in Randolph County. I lived in Randolph County for 22 years. Uh, a doctor and his wife and his child uh, son seen one across the road up there in Davidson, Alabama. Wow. Another unreported signing, probably. Yeah. yeah so see, see what I mean on that? Or that yeah. You, you brought that up. How it says how many signs on there, but there's like ten other. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we usually go off of because like, there's there's so many people because, you know, whenever you're in a field and you talk to people in the woods or boat ramps or in lakes and stuff, they'll they'll tell you a story. And I and I asked them, have you like ever like reported this thing? Oh, no, they don't want to do it. And it's understandable. I'm not I'm not bad mouthing anybody who doesn't want to like report it. But, you know, the more people who like report it, it helps people in that area mm-hmm. like you know have an understanding because like most of the people that John most of the people that Steve and I used to talk to they you know they would go to their their spouse or their or their local uh like law enforcement or game warden or park ranger and they don't know they don't know who else to go to so they end up a lot of times coming to us and we'll end up talking to them and try to help them out the best we can and try to counsel them you know and just try to let them know that they're not crazy, you know, that they've, mm-hmm. they've seen these things and there's, these things do exist. So, and help, you know, help them understand not, not to be, I guess not to be uh, scared of them, even though it's hard to, yeah, easier said than done. It's, it's hard to convince that. So. Yeah. Cause they're like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what, yeah, it's. Yeah. There's a, there's a mountain range over in Georgia, about an hour, about an hour and a half from here called Pine Mountain, Georgia. They've had a, uh, good many sightings over there by the Rangers. So I mean, mm-hmm. they're all over the southeast. Yeah. And I I, I like this the point when in the very beginning you said booger. They they call them boogers, and they you know they they call them some of the people here call them that too, and some of them call them locals because they've been here longer than like anybody. And then uh, some people, you know, they call them the hairy man or. You know the thing in the woods, or the or the creek monster, or something. That's always like a a nickname for them and stuff. So, but anyway, um, we're coming up on an hour. Uh, we usually talk an hour on here, John, and I don't want to keep you too long. So, is there any other questions you have for us, or you are you? Uh, and that, number one, I want to no, I don't. I, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't have any. Okay. Well, we, we just have to learn from each other, you know? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I, I wanted to thank you for coming on and talking to us about it. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out to me on the Facebook page. Uh, and um, how long How long have you been on that the, the, the Facebook page? Um, my Facebook? No, the, the, the Facebook page that you reached out to me on the, the Bigfoot Club Facebook page. Oh, uh, a couple of weeks, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope, I hope that you listen to the podcast. Yeah. 
So um, I hope that you can listen to the podcast and just give us give us a critique or see how we're doing. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to put this episode out uh, before Sunday. And uh, and I wanted to thank you for coming on. I really really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate y'all. Y'all y'all keep up the good work. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And if you ever need to talk to us, John, you can always so, you can always like uh, text me back, and I'll call you, and we'll you know we'll talk. All right, we all try to have a good night. You too, you sir. Too. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Wow, he's a real nice man. Yeah, he was. What is, what is, what are your thoughts on it? Scary. Yeah. I mean, they're going out there just to, you know, have a lovely camp out or just, you know, in a cabin and then It sounds like a really nice cabin too. Yeah, it it, it does. It's got a shower, shower and um uh, TV bathroom, TV. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, bam, something walks by and you're like, "What the? <laughs> what is that?" Yeah. Cuz um it, it's no different. I, you know, I, I, I equate this. I'm going to reiterate this too. <laughs> I, I, I um, put this in the same category as because, and I think it. Well, you're going to be like, well, one of those outcomes is you, you're going to die. <laughs> is is putting the the sighting of a Bigfoot and then a grizzly bear. Yeah, because definitely a grizzly bear is not going. It's not. It's going to get to you. It's going. Well, I mean, if if it's like looking for food or if it has young. Yeah, it's going to attack you. Yeah. But no, like either way, you're walking or you're in the path and you're just minding your own business. You're enjoying scenery. Even if it's in a cabin, you know, you're like, you know, and you see a freaking huge ass thing. Like, and then you, would you say a grizzly bear is, is bigger than a Bigfoot? Mm-mm. A Bigfoot would be, so that's even scarier. Well, I mean, a grizzly is like, a grizzly is probably like up north somewhere. Like, there's no grizzlies down. Like in still, his area, still, I'm, I'm not like talking, a, I'm not talking about the location. I'm right, talking right. about in the same, like the same situation. Like you're out there, you're you're enjoying, and then all of a sudden, whether if you're in a cabin up north mm-hmm. and you see like a grizzly bear, like you just walk, and you're like, what the fucking, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, and then your first instinct is protection. Grab a gun, you know. Yeah. Whether it be a thirty-eight or you know something bigger. Yeah, that that would have just pissed it off. Exactly. It would have done anything. It, it would have uh, pissed it off, but. That's your reaction. I mean, he he had to get picked up, point the gun right at his eye, and <laughs> shoot it. Yeah, point blank, just maybe before do... it could have done anything yeah. more so, than that. Because we're talking about you, you've always told me stories of of uh, uh, I guess reports of some people see Bigfoot like they'll grab a deer or mm-hmm. something and they'll break its its neck back and uh, his the legs the forward. legs yeah. And I'm all like, in one swoop, yeah, one swoop mo- uh, movement. That's ter- that's terrifying. No, mm-hmm. no, no different of what it would do to somebody his size or my size. And yeah, no. <laughs> like I said, it's it's a a lovely evening that turned into a, a frightful, uh, a little event like that. You know, you know what got me is that when he was talking about it turned, he said his face was flat. Yeah. I don't, and, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. Yeah. But we've seen, like, you know, drawings, how their nose is, like, kind of pushed in. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that's um, that's an interesting, like, that's when you know, like, the, that little, like, uh, I guess, noticeable trait of that mm-hmm. traumatizing thing. When it turned, it, the face, the, his face was flat. Or its face was flat. I don't think we've ever interviewed somebody and then had a... A talking discussion afterwards. 
No, we didn't. This is our first time. I think, yeah. So you got you got your mouth on the mic, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> okay, I, I've literally been like this, but I don't want to build on it, you know. Yeah, you don't you don't have to be like that, but. Oh well, I mean, you told me to put put my lips on the mic, so <laughs> it's not like you're spitting now. That's what I'm doing. I'm spitting out lyrics, homie. I wish I. So, um, yeah, that was interesting talking to him. Um, yeah, he, he sounds he sounds like. Uh, I just hope, like, you know, he that that's he grew up in the in the woods and all, literally like always yeah. been a woodsman. And I just hope that didn't really like. Mm. It sounds like it did. It doesn't. It, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, good. I mean, because like there's Bigfoot in his in his neighborhood, or the, his areas that he goes, but he hasn't seen one. And you know, he just happened to be on vacation in another state, and then he sees and a he Bigfoot. Sees, he sees a Bigfoot. Yeah. Like, so what the? we're gonna get that on that. Mm-hmm. Coughing, 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 coughing. So, um, maybe that's fine on that. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'm much, I can try to probably put this out before Sunday and see what we can do. I got to pee, man. Tomorrow's Sunday. Is it? Pee in this. No, you don't want to do that. Come on. So, you want to end the episode right now? Yeah. Okay, well. You, yeah. have, you have any shout outs? Uh, yeah, I have a list here. Hold on. <laughs> I'll just pull it out of my wallet. You want to uh, shout out to Rogue? Yeah. Juan Valdez. Shout out to Juan Valdez, Noah Valdez. Uh, shout out to Blair and Cassandra and the place. Cassandra. Even though we literally started the episode and then my son Ricardo threw up. Yeah, we didn't say that in the beginning. Yeah, so. but he threw up. I just want I want to reiterate and say <laughs> that the start of the episode was a little chaotic because he threw up. Yeah. In his bed. Shout out to Grandma and my brothers and sisters, Raymond. Steve, Richard, David, Mary, um, everybody else in my family, Caitlin, Candace, Courtney. What are you doing? <laughs> Putting my beard on the <laughs> on the mic. On the mic. Okay. All right. Well, I think I can do something with this. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Well. <laughs> good night. Good night and good luck. All right. Bye bye.